few words. Okay, good. I'm glad I got that on audio. <laughs> All right. So this is episode, what is this, four now? I am not paying attention. Uh, it's your job. I, we yeah. pay you the big bucks. You this pay me is z- episode four. You pay me zero bucks. <gasps> no, I bought dinner. Oh, yeah, that's right. You bought dinner. You have paid me, we have paid me one tasty meal. <laughs> no, I think this week was buy one, get one free next week meal. It's on his account. But don't you get it? Of course I get it. That's because he's a slacker and doesn't ever use his free stuff. I do use my free stuff. Okay, we digress. We digress a lot. Uh, Episode four of me, my parent, and Liam Neeson, uh, because dad skipped the start of this movie and now he's playing games on his phone. But that's okay because, you know, it's what we do with our phones. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm mom. This is Carrie. Patrick is over there. And this is me. Yeah. Uh, And this week we watched the movie Ponyo, uh, which... I think everyone sitting here was surprised to know that Liam Neeson was in it, and some were surprised that it was a thing. So, Ponyo is uh, from Studio Ghibli, which is an animation studio out of Japan, uh, run by a guy, I honestly don't remember his first name, it says on the front of the box! I don't know, John Lasseter was a producer. Hayao Miyazaki Miyazaki. is the guy. uh, Spirited Away was one of the first uh, anime-type things I ever watched and I thought it was amazing. Uh, there's Howl's Moving Castle. There's My Neighbor Totoro. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. I, what is it? Uh, Princess Mononoke, which I, I, st- I still need to get around to seeing that at some point. But this particular... Uh, his works have been brought stateside and localized, I believe, by Disney. Which is why, yeah, John Lasseter is one of the U.S. producers on this, and he's a Pixar guy. And so, when you're Disney, you call up whoever you want and tell them that you're Disney, and then they be in your thing. And so... That's how we got Liam Neeson. That's how we got Liam Neeson. And Kate Blanchett, and Matt Damon, and Tina Fey, and... Lily Tomlin, Betty White. It's just a cavalcade of really cool people are in this movie. So, this is a loose adaptation of the book version of uh the little mermaid which i can't say i've ever read i may have read may have read it to you guys when you were little but i don't even recall i'm unfortunately my brain is only full of the disney version which this is not an adaptation of no 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 we just don't go there no so the main point of this movie turned out not to be that pollution is bad uh (laughs) although that was a pretty heavy heavy handed at the beginning, definitely so. You know, humans uh, are bad, garbage yeah. is everywhere. But there is a small goldfish that looks like... I mean, it's got... One, it's got a person face. Two, it doesn't have fins so much as it has a... Sort of a long dress that... Thing. Flips in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and they find a small boy, and she appreciates ham, and then turns into a person. Because and she eats ham. Because That's she eats why. ham. See, this is why mermaids are not vegan. Yes. Uh, that's also that's how, how you keep that. the mermaids away. Just hide all your ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, usual first thing is where do we first see Liam Neeson? And we see him again first thing that happens. We didn't know it was him. We didn't know it was him because, because he, he didn't speak. He didn't speak. Uh, I knew it was him because of an edit of a portion of this movie where they replaced his character's dialogue with the dialogue from Taken, where he talks about how he's going to find you and he's going to kill you. Because both this movie and Taken uh, involve Liam Neeson's character losing his daughter and having to work very hard to get her back, (laughs) Uh, which is interesting. So I knew that's who his character was 
I typecasting. It was it was it was some nice typecasting. I uh, <laughs> but he is some kind of why is my computer installing something? I don't know. Okay, he's... we're going to keep going. Uh, he is some kind of mad scientist ocean wizard. Sort I mean, he reminded, <laughs> the character reminded me a little bit of a Jules Verne, yeah. you know, he... leagues under the sea kind of. It started that way, where he was. A steampunky sort of watercraft. But with a much more protectorate of the ocean type of thing, rather than I just really like boats type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also very much uh, a stylized uh, magical guy with his modern things, but his old school magic stuff. Yeah, it was an mm-hmm. it's an odd mixing of things, and it made it really look like this guy was piecing it together as he went, which was good. He didn't look like he had all the answers. True. And what he does have is uh, this absolute gaggle of person faced goldfish. True. And There's a lot of them. They're very tiny and cute. The big, except for the, Ponyo's a little larger. Ponyo's a little larger, and it the reason why we'll become finger quotes around it clear later. Uh, she gets out because she's bored, I believe. They don't actually refer to it as such, but... It very I think much she's more curious. Curious, yes. And rides a jellyfish to the surface. Oh, because there's sunlight, and it's beautiful and warm. Which and is she has true. a cute nap. And then she, touches, then she goes and almost touches the butt. And <laughs> true, I gets her head stuck in a jar, and Found then by a child, the least responsible child in the history of the world, takes this fish out of the water, holds her there, and then hits the glass with a rock to try and get her out. All the while, his mom has told him to hurry up because she's late for work. Yes, and he's late for school. It's all a big deal, but good yes. thing she's packed him a sandwich. Oh, yeah, she packed him a sandwich. And then uh, Chekhov's bucket appears, and he puts Ponyo in the bucket and takes her to school, because that's what you do when you find a fish, is you take it to school immediately. Even though the rules say, no bringing stuff to school. Exactly. And uh, Chekhov's bucket is uh, will show up later in the film, of course, as will Chekhov's mom's bad at driving. Although she's very good at driving, she's just... Crazy. Reckless at driving. But wait a minute. When he's got the bucket and the fish in the bucket, then he says to some other little girl at school that he's busy. Yes. And she says, you're not busy, you're five, which might be the most five-year-old thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're getting off topic of poor old Liam Neeson, who, his character has a name? We It never comes up, really. No, or if it, it does, it... It's said, but it's uh, a kind of a well, Japanese well, name. All of the names are Japanese. They didn't change it to be like Steve and everything. Mm-hmm. So. But it's Japanese, but it also seems to be more of a, a mythic type of name. Yeah. So it's not something well, he that also named, I would remember. He says his Ponyo's real name is Brunhilde, which is See? not very Japanese at all. That's uh, not. Anyways, uh, he is extremely upset that she has run away. Because something, something, balance of the universe. He, it's upsetting the balance yeah. of the universe. And he's sending water spirits after this five-year-old to try and get her back. Mm-hmm. And then he... But Lily Tomlin knows what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, no, Lily Tomlin, absolutely. I, I, Sasuke's mom works at an old folks' home. And all of the old ladies there are sweet and adorable. And Betty Lil- White. Betty White is in there. And then there's a couple others that don't get above the line billing. And then Lily Tomlin is kind of crotchety and knows that... If a fish has a human face, then there's going to be a tsunami. Yes, which 
probably is actual Japanese. I have an internet. I can look this up. So Lily Tomlin cautions the other old ladies that they should not think that this, you know, fish with a human face is a cute thing, that this is actually a warning and that they should be cautious and they should, you know, get away from it and don't let it spit water on you or kiss you or whatever, because this is a bad, bad thing. So anyway, um, poor child takes the fish, goes away and uh, has to come back and... What? What did you find out? Ningyo, often translated as mermaid, is a fish-like creature from Japanese folklore. Usually described as a monkey's mouth with small teeth like a fish's, shiny golden scales, and a quiet voice like a skylark or a flute. Its flesh is pleasant tasting, if that matters, and anyone who eats it will attain remarkable longevity. However, catching one was believed to bring storms and misfortune. So fishermen who caught these creatures were said to throw them back into the sea. Ah. One that washed under the beach was an omen of war or calamity. So, so she knew what she was talking about. She was a smart old lady. And uh, then eventually uh, Liam Neeson gets sends too many water spirits at the same time and uh, Ponyo is taken back into the sea. Uh, at which point Boy is sad, as Boy should be. Right. Uh, he puts the bucket that she was carried in on a fence post so she can find her way back when she comes back, because he's very positive in that way. And Liam Neeson goes back under the sea and explains to her that I... Well, it's most importantly in here is you can't have magic and be human at the same time, uh, which is apparently how she's able to do all of these things, is her mother, who he had these fish with, they made it's it very somehow. magical. They and made it. It's... They, they they don't discuss how because it's a rated G movie. Uh, <laughs> it was magical. It was it was it was magical. It was magical <laughs> oh, in some way. He speaks. I uh, we can look to Greek mythology if we want to understand how men and gods get together. I uh, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. We'll do ne- next week on gods have the strangest sex. Uh, anyways, that's not important. Uh, what is important is that he has, one, one, he has tubes full of magic juice. Not not him personally, physically, but we're talking about some... Well, he also drinks them, so yes, he does. Some, well, no, I, I thought you meant like physically. Oh, okay. No. We're thinking, you know, he has a wine cellar, as it were, in the basement of his boat that is filled with these very odd, elongated... They bottles look, they look very that are numbered they are numbered and then he dumps one of them into the center bottomless pit of it's, magical elixirness and down at the bottom it kind of looks like a really pale earth shape in it and the room is labeled pangea and he's talking about how <laughs> the ocean will rise and then everything will be fine and all the humans will go away. And he offhandedly says something about how he can't let another living person in here, which just immediately means another living person is going to get in there. (laughs) But he dumps this particular bottle in, and when he gets the last drop, he licks it, and then, of course, he gets all glowy and weird, and you know that some funky stuff has just happened. Yeah. So And he exits the room, locks the door. And he talks about how he has to go find her mother. And this is the explanation for why he doesn't stop what happens next. Because what happens next is uh, Ponyo escapes, obviously. She has to. She's the main character. Uh, and, and she does it Mission Impossible style by lasering a, a circle in the glass window and then... She breaking. literally lasers a hole in the wall 
and pops out. Which, of course, they're underwater. You don't laser holes in the windows underwater. That lets in the fish. They have a crab leak, like he had earlier, which is how he explained that the elixirs were important. Anyways, a fish happened, and so does water. And they all flow down into the basement, where she... Where all the magic is. Where all the magic is, and she accidentally goes to where all the magic is. And then all of her little sisters show up. And with then, all the magic. With all the magic. And then... Then you know that Liam Neeson is in trouble. Oh yeah, no, this is, he's in a massive amount of doo-doo now. I... Because all of his daughters... And, and all of these progeny of his, they're all girls. They're all girls. Uh-oh. He's in big trouble. He's in big trouble. So they all start rocketing to the surface. And then the littlest ones, who aren't Ponyo, turn into... Ma- like... Twice the size of tanker ship water fish, and they're not go- they're not they're, goldfish. They're, they're 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 blue because they're made of water. And Ponyo is running on top of them, and they make a tsunami, which is why it was important that we knew this is a thing mm-hmm. because it happens. Because it happens. So now stuff is going sideways and fanwards, and <laughs> <laughs> we're so there. We're so going fanwards right now, and I. This is where. I, the mom's crazy driving pays off because she is a crazy driver for the good of her child. Mm-hmm. She does. Uh, she uh, she drives through water that would stall a normal automotive And she's driving, vehicle. you know, a Hot Wheels Prius. <laughs> a pink p- one, isn't it? Oh, it was pink, too. Pink. Yes. License plate 333. Yep. Uh, also, while this is happening, they've been communicating with... Sasuke's dad, who is Matt Damon out on a boat, uh, using signal lights Mm -hmm. like you do, but seeming to use American Morse code. Is there more than... I really should have looked at that. Is there more than one kind of Morse code? Well, it's... Well, we don't know. I think Morse code is international. But how can it be international if it's an Indonesian or a Japanese culture that uses... The Waven code is a form of Morse code used to send Japanese text. Okay. I stand corrected. (laughs) I shouldn't have opened my mouth. I, that's it. That's my big mom mistake for the day. I'm done. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Maybe you know what I should do? We, Because we did have, uh, we had Chinese food for supper. I'm going to open my fortune oh, yeah. cookie now. They, they, they almost went to China as well. They almost except, went to China. Except they didn't because uh, that's that's a different thing. That's So I'm going to look at my fortune now and put it right here on the podcast because this is probably why I'm so wrong. Oh, your investments of time now will lead to, to success later. That means that the podcasts are going to get better and better. Well, see, they'd better because I will soon be receiving an important phone call. And odds are good that they want to talk to me about my car insurance. I thought it was your podcast. No, no, it's because they have my phone number and they keep spam calling me. The car insurance people? No, people who want to sell me car insurance. Oh, oh, oh that. So, if we eat these here, it's going to actually be really loud in the microphone and I don't want to do that. We're not going to eat them. Okay, anyways, where were we? We got we got sidetracked. Okay, so I uh, so the peril the, meter has gone up for Liam Neeson at this point because well he because he, his big he, beautiful when, goddess wife is after him. Yeah, even when he had achieved his goal of getting his daughter back, he still was not calm about it because she had screwed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Ponyo finds Sasuke because she ate ham. That's because, why yeah, she ate ham. It, she finds him because of the bucket that was on the fence. It was very important. Because of the bucket. Uh, she turns into a real person, uh, and they're doing... And Tina Fey leaves them home alone. Yeah, because he can handle it because he's five. 
Uh, so she goes to take care of the old folks and... Meaning the mother, not Tanya. Yeah. And the two kids... One, fall asleep one, on the sofa. Yeah. Well, first they fall asleep on the sofa and then bonk their heads together because they're adorable. Uh, but then she makes his toy boat get larger. Panyo does. Panyo does because she's full of magic. And, and they go off on an adventure. They go off on an adventure to go find his mom, which is fine. It's uh, kind of weird it's, and it's, cute. It's nice and adorable. And they yeah. do lots of adorable things where, haha, Panyo doesn't understand human culture. Amelia like, Bedelia. Like you do. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime... Uh, the goddess of the ocean, or what have you. Goddess of mercy. Goddess of mercy, my apologies. Finds Liam Neeson and lets him know that he's being a silly doo-doo head <laughs> and that everything is fine, except it's Cade Blanchett, and so she makes it sound really graceful. <laughs> I think that's why they have her. I think that's why they have her. Uh, and they decide that uh, Sasuke must endure a test of love, because he's five and can do that. And As it, a mother, I just don't see that happening. It's it, it's very Pinocchio slash Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. where if the human can accept the way the other person is, then they can be human. Then they can be real. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. little. It's a lot of the classic children's tales where mm-hmm. non humans are involved, uh, and they accomplish this by saving all of the old people in a bubble under the water and. <laughs> making sure they can walk instead of needing to be in wheelchairs and they are being five-year-olds and they're so happy it's a more adorableness ensues except for lily tomlin because she thinks he's full of crap no lily tomlin wasn't included in the bubble at the beginning that, that she be- was left on the no she wasn't left on board he, he convinced all of them to do it and she and she, she said that he, that's true yeah she because she, she wasn't she wasn't going to follow his silver tonguedness yeah. And we, yeah, this is the part where eventually uh, Ponyo has devolved back into a fish and he's being very careful with her. And then Liam Neeson comes out of the water. And have we fully described what his physical appearance is? We've talked in general. We need to describe his physical appearance. He is tall. Rather th- thin. Rather thin. Massive orange hair that kind of goes everywhere, which is... I think anime, which is very in the but style. But it's long as in waist length in, length like, in the waist back. Waist length, yeah. You know, covering his eyes somewhat in the front. His eyes that have bags underneath yeah. them. His cheeks that are kind of so, sunken, really sunken in. in. So he looks old. Like he's trying to be, maybe like he's trying to be Mick Jagger. Maybe. it's <laughs> he, he seems very much like someone or, uh, what's that... Or who's the guy from Aerosmith? Steven Tyler. Yeah. Steven Tyler, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he's. it looks like Steven yeah. Tyler. It's it's very much the type of man that cares not what he looks like as long as what's important is taken care of. Although he's wearing a longer than hip length vertical, vertical red and white striped coat. Which makes him look taller, so you know, good fashion choice on him, I guess. But, he's, but it still looks rather over the top, yeah. flamboyant. And, and at this point, he rises... And he's got big gold earrings. He rises out of the water... And tells this five-year-old to come with me under the sea where your mom is. At which point every siren should be going off in your head. And it goes off in his head too because he runs away. But is that when we see Lily Tomlin again? Yeah, Lily Tomlin's there and she's like, don't listen to him. He's crazy. And the kid goes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the kid runs toward Lily Tomlin, not toward the crazy undersea world dad, the guy that hates the people. Mad scientist ocean wizard. (laughs) Uh, at which point, Mad Scientist Ocean Wizard summons a bunch of water spirits. The kid makes it to Lily Tomlin. Uh, 
in mildly comedic fashion, but then they However, are immediately swept underwater by all the water they spirits. They are all these water spirits, like, it looks like they pig pile them. Yeah. At this point, we're thinking, okay, he's just forcing them to go do the thing. And the little babies, the little baby goldfish with faces. Sisters. So all the sisters come over and basically help escort them down, give them an air bubble. They're being, they're being the nice ones about it where he's just all business. Mm -hmm. And they get down there and he's, he, he doesn't actually factor much in at this ending part. This is mostly the goddess of mercy doing her thing. And uh, it's, again, it's very, I think that. Is uh, Beauty and the Beast and Pinocchio also Hans Christian Andersen? Pinocchio's Italian, so I think... I'm wondering I think if that was his shtick or if it was just popular. Well, I think... Well, but I think there is there is an ancient tradition of going under the water and coming up for rebirth. Well, I, was going more, does... I was going more with the the accepting how they are now and well, because human. Well, because Pinocchio goes under the water and and yeah. has a time underwater and then mm -hmm. comes back up. Beauty and the Beast doesn't, but that's that's mm -hmm. that's on the whole, can you accept me the way I am, right. even though I'm a monster? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> spe speaking of which, uh, we're going to have to talk about the other movies that came here because accepting someone even though they were a monster came up this year. This was in 2008, by the way. Uh, we'll cover that once we get to the end so we can actually do things all in order this time, I guess. Sure. Uh, and so the kid, Sasuke, says that he will love her in all her forms and then she will be allowed to be human and everyone is happy. All Lily Tomlin is even happy, which is the best part of the movie is her being finally nice to someone. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I. Uh, and they go back up where all where every search and rescue vehicle ever is because did we not mention that the moon was getting closer? Oh yeah, it looked like the Death Star. Oh yeah, uh, video game people will recognize uh, Majora's Mask uh, because the plot of that game is the moon is going to crash into the earth. <laughs> uh, but that apparently gets fixed because the Sasuke and Ponyo decide to be in love. Uh, at age five. At age five. Mom says yeah. no. So then they get up to the surface and Liam Neeson shakes Sasuke's hand and then Ponyo flies into the air, turns into a girl, and the credits roll. Which is a mildly abrupt ending to the movie, but they had finished all their stories, so I guess right. it's fine. The stories were finished, but it still felt like I was slammed into the wall at yeah. the end. The like, was, done. It was pretty abrupt. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I... Liam Neeson Peril Scale. Liam Neeson, well, we did do need to talk about the other movies that came out because that's something no, we do. No, but we should talk about, we the, should peril talk about scale the Peril Scale and get that done because actually, isn't that the reason that, that we're doing this? That is the reason we're doing this, yes. So in this one, he is again in trouble most of the movie. While not on screen, it's mm -hmm. very much every time we see him until literally the end of the movie, mm -hmm. he is worried about something. And it's something that he's has personal responsibility with. Right. And based on how frenetic he is, I'd say that he does very well. Yeah, right. Yeah, the character is, is pretty nervous. Yeah, and he's dealing with things that he claims to understand and doesn't. Obviously, the magic is not working for the him. The magic is not working for him. I mean, this is, this. I'd honestly say, is pretty high on the scale. What do you think? I'm going to ask you to go first this time, because okay. I usually go first. You do usually go first. I'm going to go with... See, I feel like you're going to say nine, so I'm going to say an eight. <laughs> I was going to say six. Really? I thought... Well, and, and I think probably it's just because 
this is a rated G movie. That doesn't matter. I, I know, but but okay. So like hear Winnie me the Pooh is almost always in trouble in his movies, right? And he doesn't handle it well at all. <laughs> but I think that's probably why I felt like I was letting my feelings dictate. Oh, okay. So I will I will agree with you and let it go. And, and, and are we going to go in the middle of the seven or? I would change my number and go higher because I do think this character is well. I don't think I don't think he's in peril for his life. It's but it's not but, necess- the meter was not you must be in mortal peril correct. because in uh, yeah. Love Actually he was in peril, but mm-hmm. it was not because of life. It was because of eh, no. There's another movie where Liam Neeson has to deal with the love of his children. <laughs> so right. I mean, I'd be willing to go up to eight. Okay, eight is reasonable. Yeah. All right, and because we normally talk about it at the beginning, and we're good at organization, not I. Uh, this was uh, this movie came out in two thousand and eight, and we looked up some other films that came out then. And what was the first movie you mentioned? Twilight. Yeah, the other movie <laughs> where the main character needs to accept someone for who they really are. Very different genre. Very different let's genre. Just say. Uh, the Dark Knight was also in there, which Liam Neeson appeared in, but mostly as a flashback. Mm-hmm. Taken one was also that year, so which was a pretty big deal. coming soon to a podcast near you. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving that one for when Mom has, mm. you what? know, had a nice nap first or something. <laughs> oh, I'll be fine. Oh, you'll be fine. I, Wall- some... Wally came out that oh, year. Oh, yeah. No. This this was a good year for for adorableness. Mm-hmm. I, Bolt, Dog... Bolt also came out this year. Yeah. So Bolt. another really nice animated movie. Yeah, with Osiris in it. Miley was in that okay, one. Let's just not Noah even Cyrus was in this one. <laughs> I Slumdog Millionaire won a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah this this one was not in any kind of rankings Academy Award wise, but I mean I think it was I, I think, think this was, was a, a pretty, this is a good movie. I think it was a nice movie. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, you know, it's peril peril aside, this was a pretty good movie. Exactly. All of the Studio Ghibli movies are good watches. You do have to at least be accepting, if not understanding, of mm-hmm. Japanese folklore. Because that's something that he that features heavily in all of these movies, but it wasn't the kind. It wasn't really in a way that you needed to know all of the details. Like we didn't need to stop the movie and look up the fish with the human face. No, it just it just seemed like oh yeah, that seems like a folklore thing, and we could move on. Right. It it worked really well with the story exactly. and the way it was presented. Yeah. So, so I yeah. think it was good. I'd right. say watch it. All right, say watch it. Uh, tune in next week where I scramble to find a movie at the library because I don't know how the Dewey Decimal System works anymore. <laughs> I had to go ask the librarian where the juvenile DVDs were. That starts with J. No, they're over in the kids section. Oh, they're but not there's with... an, But there's an anime section in the adult movies section. I could see the confusion there. Yeah, it was very... That's all right. I'm not going to make you watch any of the movies that were in that section. Thank you. And well, okay, no. You, you would I prob- have watched Totoro. You've watched Totoro. You would probably like some aspects of Full Metal Alchemist. Maybe. Because uh, that's that's another one where kids need to learn the lessons of life while doing fairly zany things, and then it just ramps from zany into incredibly serious uh-huh. by the end of it. Uh, yeah. But we gotta stick to Liam Neeson for a while. Yeah, he's not in that one. <laughs> not watching it then. Alright, we're out. Bye.